Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday. What is this? We got the old school intro, the old school music going on. Reunited with the big man, Ephraim Salam. How's everything going, big man? What's happening? How are you doing these days, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm hanging in there for sure. And uh, we give a little uh, announcement off the top. Management, the suits, tinkering, Moving stuff around, shuffling things. So I'm reunited with the big man. George will be on Sunday evenings beginning next week, 2 to 5 p.m. with Dan Beyer. So shout out to George. Uh, but the big man is back in. Ephraim Art. Now, is this good news or bad news for you? Well, they told you- me you needed a ratings boost. So <laughs> they called me in to uh, to come bring the show back up to what it was. You know what? Um, I come bearing gifts because I thought the only way to to welcome you in was with a little bit of yeah, a little bit of San Diego State fight song music right there, huh? Now I don't know what they say there. What do they say after SDSU? I always thought it was fight, 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 but it doesn't sound like that. What do they say there, Ephraim? <sighs> fight on and on, yes, text men. Sons of Montezuma, we will win again. 
Keep your spirits high, never bow our knee. We won't stop till victory. Okay, but that wasn't my question. What, what after the SDSU and they say, la, 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 what are they S-D-S-U. saying there? SDSU, SDSU, Aztecs fight. Oh, okay, that's that's what I'm asking, Aztecs fight. Well, I just learned something right there. Nice, you're all right. You're come bearing knowledge is what you're doing here, big man. Okay, so let's start it off. COVID. Good Lord. COVID in the sports world. You see what's going on? Let's start with college football. 30 LSU Tigers, they're in quarantine. Now, it doesn't mean everybody's tested positive. The Athletic estimates that it's a number in the teens. But a lot of these players have been in contact with other players who have tested positive. Therefore, 30 in total are being quarantined. Kansas State, they've announced that 14 players have tested positive. We've got in the 20s in Clemson. I've seen it reported as high as 23. I've seen other reports of 21. Texas previously announced 13 players have tested positive. When you put all this together, Ephraim Salam, how is the football season going to work? Um, <laughs> it's going to be difficult. Uh, but I will tell you this. Once people come in, and they adhere to certain guidelines, then they can be monitored, right? The problem with the beginning of all of this, people are coming from everywhere. They've been working out with everybody, trainers, friends, everything. So it's you just, everybody's left up to their own devices. So when you get everybody together and you're able to roll out strict guidelines of what you can and can't do, then you'll be able to control it, right? It's just like the stay-at-home order, right? They issued the order so people wouldn't just be hanging out at the store, at the club, at the wherever. So you you minimize the risk of exposure. Guys have been at home, hanging out, doing anything and everything they wanted to do. It's, it's impossible to create that type of bubble that you would mm-hmm. that you need to have to keep this thing in check. Like when the NFL gets to training camp, that is the bubble, right? Now who can come in and out of that bubble? That's up to them. But if you test everybody in that bubble and everybody is safe, that's your baseline. That's where you start. You start having people pop up positive, then it's like, okay, so who who came outside the bubble or who was let into the bubble? That's something that Dr. Fauci was talking about. He said that it's doubtful that there's an NFL and college football season, quote, unless players are essentially in a bubble, end quote. And that's where I go, how are we going to have a bubble with these many players involved? Like This isn't the NBA where you've got, what, 17 players on the roster. You've got a couple of coaches, a couple of trainers. You're talking... 35 people in total. That's what the NBA wants per team. You don't have that in football. You've got numbers sometimes four times as much in college football. So I don't know how the bubble can exist in college football. Um, it, it's, it's difficult. It's a, heavy, it's a heavy task to accomplish, number one. Number two, guys have to, uh, athletes have to feel comfortable a- a- enough to do it. Right. So if you for the NFL, you say, hey, look, we're trying to get this thing started. 
Salaries are predicated on it. All right. If we can keep this thing right, people are look at it like this. People are at home with their families now. Right. Mm-hmm. They've been locked away for months with their families. So let's keep that same regiment. We're going to come to work. Right. We're going to in this bubble. Your families are a piece of that extended bubble. Now, what you can't do is you can't have your cousin Greg come in. Right. You can't have your cousin Greg come in through in the middle of the season. You can't have your aunt Susan come in. Right. The second week of training camp, like you have to be able to create an environment where you can't let people just have uh, contact with you or, or just be. You have to take this serious. And this is the only way if they if the guys don't take it serious, because one outbreak is over. Everything shut down. One team pops up in training camp, has five guys with it, it's over. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam. And that's the scary part, from is that they aren't even together yet. Right. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to practice. We haven't gotten to games where, you know, this is not a socially distant type sport. These guys are sweating on each other, breathing on each other. If someone has it, it's going to spread. And that's where I look at it. And you know me, you're not going to find a bigger football junkie. <laughs> like I am a football full-fledged dork, right? I am a proud card-carrying member of the NFL slash college football dork fraternity. I love football. I want to see a football season. But just two plus two equaling four here, I just don't see how it's feasibly going to happen. I'm hoping I'm dead wrong, but we're seeing all of these positive tests and they're not even practicing together yet. That's That's the crazy part, right? The crazy part is how do you get everybody in, everybody healthy? You have to start there. So it has to be rigorous testing prior to someone being let into the building, right? All uh, the FDA just approved the instant test, right? Prick the finger, stand over here, positive, come in. Prick the finger, stand over here, negative, over there, right? Like this is this is what it's going to have to look like. And it's going to have to be a weekly test, daily test in some aspects, right? Once you start playing other people, but you have to keep, you have to keep an eye on this. You have to be able to monitor this because if not, then it can get out of hand and it can get out of hand fast. And I'm not saying everyone who catches it has symptoms and are on their deathbed. That's not right. We know that's not the the case. Sure. But we don't know who's who and how it's going to affect you. So you have to treat every case the same. Well, yeah, that's the other part is we can't look at this in college and say, hey, these are teenagers or young 20-year-olds or the NFL. These are 20- and 30-year-olds. It's like, hello, there are coaching staffs that have people that are over 65. There are referees that are over 65. There, are, The chain gang is over 65 at times. Like, It's more than just 20- and 30-year-old dudes running around out there that, hey, they might be fine if they catch this. It goes way deeper than that. Yeah, it's it's... It's a league-wide thing. You want everyone, not just the players, to be healthy. You want everybody to be healthy. Coaches. Some coaches have been coaching way too long. 
You know, they, they can't take a bout of it. They're, they're in their 70s. So you have to keep all of that in mind. So the, these protocols have to be extremely strict, rigid. Like, it has to be uncomfortable. It has to be, for these athletes, for the staff, it has to be uncomfortable. That's the only way you can get this done. If it's not uncomfortable, it's not going to work. This is a random comparison, but I really think this is how it'll play out. You remember in 1998, well, you remember this very well, Ephraim, you were drafted then, right? Where uh, it was Peyton Manning, number one, Ryan Leaf, number two. And believe it or not, at the time, there were a lot of people that thought Ryan Leaf was the right choice, you know? And then, you know, the careers play out and Peyton Manning's career is much better than Ryan Leaf's. And it's really, really hard to find anybody who says, yeah, you know, I did have Ryan Leaf. I thought I was saying it. I was very outspoken. You can't find those people. So if you apply that to this whole COVID-19 thing with sports coming back, anybody who's saying, hey, makes sense to give it a shot, if there's a severe illness, if there is, and I hate to even say this, if there's a death, you're not going to find anybody saying, oh, yeah, I thought it was worth giving it a go. Everybody's going to turn into a second guesser and say, I told you it was the dumbest idea to come back. There's a global pandemic going on. And you're going to try to come back like things are normal? Everybody's going to say that if that's the way it turns out. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, Right? You don't think the Chargers wish they could go back <laughs> and have a redo there? But the thing is, you know, it, it really is. Oh, we really have to wait and see. And we have to really see how serious the NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball are when it comes to these restrictions and these guidelines. NBA starts in, 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 Ar- in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't have 15 members of your family here. We, we, we can't do that. Mm-mm. Right? You can bring your immediate family, period. That's it. We can't have three nannies. We can't, like, you... We have to limit the amount of people. That's what I mean by uncomfortable. We're taking people who have a a, a standard of life that's that's, you know, it's to just to dream of. Well, we we can't we we can't handle all of that. We can't have your support staff here with us, right? And so you have to really make some concessions of how you want, if you want this thing to go forward, and how to be safe. Because people are like, I'm fine, I'm fine, not knowing they're walking around and they and they and they can test right. positive. Oh yeah, I know it's nuts, man. It really is. And All I'm right, talking about up. family members. I'm not talking about like strangers. Right. <laughs> I know the people you live with. Sure, the the people that you live with, they go to the grocery store and they have no idea they have it, and you're like, oh well, it's news to me. Didn't know they were positive. <laughs> right. I, I think the NBA has done a really really good job. Of thinking of goodness, they you can't play doubles ping pong. You can only play singles ping pong. They're giving everybody trading or uh, like playing cards, a deck of cards, and they're like, if you use them, just throw them away. They've thought of all of this stuff, and I give them credit. They're thinking of you talk about outside the box. They're thinking about all these random scenarios. So I think they've done a good job of trying to imagine scenarios where things could go south, and they're trying to protect their players, and their league, they just got to get some good luck at this point. Because it's not like they just shrug their shoulders and like, yeah, we'll just wing it. 
hopefully it'll work out. Like they've really, really tried. It's just a matter of getting blessed with good luck or not at this point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. Lots to get to tonight. I'm fired up here. It's worse than a disaster at this point. We'll tell you about that story around the corner. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta. CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Although we're apart these days, we're sharing more. And Geico is sharing more, too, with the Geico Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that lasts your full policy term. 
Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. Now, I'm laughing out loud here, Ephraim, because when I was working with George Reister, George, he's got a screw loose when it comes to his complete disdain for heavy metal music. And so each week, Don Brown, our great technical producer, well, of course, he would play metal because George hates it, you know? And so George has a, it's a new time slot on Sundays beginning next week. And I just, I'm like, oh no, are we going to get like three doors down now instead of Slayer? Now that you're on the show, Ephraim, I I feel like that would be, uh, we'd be taking a step back in the metal realm. What do you think about that? Hey man, I'm open to all music. You know that. You know how we, you act like we, we've been doing this show for almost four years, man. We... <laughs> Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Okay, so I'm I'm just making sure I have you read correctly. Heavy metal bumper music every time? Is that what you just said or am I Would you want to hear R&B or rap every time? <laughs> Thing I like about technical producer Don Brown is he likes to mix, mix it up. He Switch is it he's up. very eclectic. And I love that about And Don I'm okay Brown. with that. Yeah. Now, I've gotten some intel on you, big man, before we get to something in the sports world that's worse than a disaster. I've gotten some uh, some intel. My inside sources tell me you are not playing around when it comes to the pandemic over here. So the precautions, what are we looking at with you trying to safeguard yourself and in turn your family? <laughs> so I'm I don't mess around. OK, <laughs> number one, I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I haven't touched a door handle in, in a decade just to throw that out there. OK, so I've been way above the curve prior to this ever happening. How do you avoid okay? doorknobs? Just think about it. If you walked up to a doorknob, right, restaurant, you want to go in the building and you walked up to it. What would you do? You just reach out and grab it, right? Yeah. You might reach out and grab it. You come in. If it's no weight, you go right to your seat, right? Uh-huh. Go right to your seat. You sit down. Would you guys like some bread or appetizer? You want a drink? You order your drink. They bring your drink. They bring you some bread. What's the first thing you do? Eat, drink. <laughs> Put your hand on the bread, right? Yeah. Guess where your hand just came from? The doorknob. So whatever's on the doorknob <laughs> is now in your bread that's in your mouth. Uh-huh. You ever gone out and came home and felt sick? Like, oh, man, whoa, whew. A quick bug. May have not been anything too bad. But you ever gone out and, and aimed like, man, I must have food poisoning or something like that. More times than not, it's not the actual food. It's what you put on the food prior to putting it in your mouth. Have you ever done a show with Jonas Knox? Because he's along these same lines. He's explained this in great detail, being a germaphobe, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have. But yeah. it's it's the fact that you have to just be cognizant. If you do touch the tor- door handle, the first thing you do is once you get your seat, you go to the bathroom. Now, this brings up another set of problems. You walk into the bathroom, use the bathroom, wash your hands, dry your hands. Yep. You turn it out. You turn the faucet off (laughs) with your clean hand. Right? Uh Think about this. All day long, dirty hands have been touching that. (laughs) Like the filthiest hands. 
have been touching that faucet that you turn the water on and turn it off with. Uh-huh. You wash your hands, then you grab that very same faucet and turn it off. And then you how do you how do you get out of the bathroom door? You, you gotta shoulder it, you, you know, grab, hopefully. But you grab the handle. Have you do you grab yeah. the handle? If you if you need to, do yeah. You, okay. That's the only way to get out. Definitely. All right. How many times have you been in the bathroom, seen somebody come out of a stall and walk right out of the bathroom? <laughs> Far too many times. Unbelievable. I've even said something like, you're not going to wash your hands, huh? <laughs> I can get away with that with my size. So, I, I you know, I, I'm, it's a public service. Uh, yeah. Right? So so think about all of those things the next time you're staring at a, a, a door handle on a public building. Uh-huh. And think about whatever's on that handle goes into your body, what that would do to your body. I'm going to take pictures the next week and a half. Every time I'm about to go into a building, I'm like, you know what? The old me would have just cranked the doorknob, walked right in. Not the new me. And I'm just going to send you a picture of a doorknob. And you're going to know that's what it means, big man. When you pump your gas, do you touch the handle? Do you touch the, the gas pump? In normal times, yes, but in Oregon, you're not allowed to pump your own gas. It's a state rule. They pump it Perfect. for you. Perfect. Yeah. I know. Perfect. You're about to move not, to Oregon. Not only adding jobs, but safety. Uh-huh. So but yes. all of those things, I don't do, I don't touch any of that. I can't do it. I, and there's a reason for that. This is just didn't happen. Like, it didn't just come out of the, the sky. I got really sick one time, and it made me change the way... I saw the world and lived in the world. So when you ask me, what are the precautions we're taking during a pandemic? Uh-huh. Not one grocery has come into our home. In its original box, if we can get away with that, or without being thoroughly wiped down. Wow, okay. For right. three and a half months. Right. Okay. So we got the groceries. That's taken care of. What right. else are we looking at? If we do order out, we're trying to keep our local businesses afloat. Sure. Yep. So we'll order it. If I'm in the mood, I would normally go pick it up just to take away just one level of someone else touching what the the container. Mm-hmm. Right. So if not, if I do have it delivered, Postmates, Grubhub, whatever. It doesn't come into the house. You order a pizza. It's there. You know, contact, uh, contactless delivery. It's sitting there. Mm-hmm. I go out. I open the box. You, d- you didn't use the doorknob to get out, though, right? It's my house. I sanitize okay. the doorknobs and handles. Okay, all right, good, good. My house. Yep. Right? I know what's going on in my house. Don't know what's going on at the, <laughs> at the, at the, at the store, at the, at the counter. I don't know. Sure, sure, yeah. Right? Yep. Open the pizza box. My wife is there with a cutting board. We dump the pizza onto a cutting board. Box stays outside. Okay, yeah. Mail, yeah. right? Yep. We take all of our mail. <laughs> we have a gated backyard. I take all of our mail. I put it on the table in the backyard for two days. <laughs> It's got to air out. Before it comes into the house. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Has anything blown away? No, in no, this no. We got, we, I have it set up back there. Spread it out. Let all the air can get all. It's not. We, we won't have any rain for six months. All right. Won't have any rain for six months. Spread it out. Let it breathe. Boom. 
these are the precautions. These are the steps that I'm taking to ensure that my family's healthy. What would have real quick question? What would happen? The the studio that you're in there, the main studios in Fox Sports Radio in yep. Sherman Oaks, the Los Angeles area. What would happen if our trusted producer Lee Robert Delap the Fourth, if he just happened to come in during a commercial break and knows, say, he- "Hey, big man." Uh, we're going to go into this subject next or whatever. It just had something to relate to you. What would be the reaction of you? He, the funny thing is everybody knows. So they already know they can't even open this door when I'm in here. <laughs> right? <laughs> they can't open the door. When I was doing Sundays with Dan Byard, you know, Dan's not here. Dan's at home. Mm-hmm. Right? Iowa Sam, Gavin. They know. See, like right now I'm looking around, and guess what I don't see? People. I don't know. I don't see my parking my parking thing, right? Uh-huh. So Lee Robert DeLapp should have had my parking thing in here prior to me coming, <laughs> my parking validation prior Contactless to me. Contactless parking validation, right? yeah. So now he's, he's back there. He's sweating a little bit because he's like, oh, I dropped the ball. Gavin... <laughs> knows that. Okay. Before, I don't want you in here because I have a can of Lysol here, just in case. <laughs> you hear that? Yes. Can of yes. Lysol. There are two disinfectant wipe containers here. I wipe everything down. I spray Lysol in the air, right? I believe Bucky was in here prior to me coming in here. Uh-huh. Right? I like to come into the studio when nobody's on the show before me. I don't, I don't like being back-to-back like that. But I thoroughly spray the entire studio with Lysol just in case there's something in the air. All right? I wipe down the entire table, keyboard, mouse, buttons, everything. Microphone, microphone stand. I have rubber gloves on. I have sweatpants and a hoodie on. What about the chair? Did you get the chair? Sprayed the chair down. Okay, good, good. The clothes I'm wearing now, when I go home, I go in through the back. My wife has the door open. I take everything off, put it directly into the wash machine, get directly into the shower. Wow. That's my life for the last three and a half months. Good for you, man. That's awesome. I think that's great. Safeguarding yourself, safeguarding your family. Like I said, it's uncomfortable, right? We talked about that the first segment. You have to be uncomfortable to be vigilant. I would love to just go home and lay on the couch and and, and just hang out and, and, and like like normal, but it's not the same as before. No. So the one thing I can't do is I can't come into this studio because I don't know where Bucky's been. I don't know where anybody's been. I don't know where Lee's been. You know, Lee be in them streets. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> A lot of tongue kissing and stuff going on. I don't know who's doing what. Don, I don't know what if they at the club. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I just know me. So I have to be careful. What about Steve DeSager? Steve, oh man, you know he's wild. Steve is wild, boy. Steve's crazy. Steve be out there, boy. <laughs> I think I saw him at uh online with his shirt off at a packed uh pool party or something. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. You're safeguarding yourself. But let's hear from a, a friend of America right now, Mr. Steve. The Sager to spin us around the sporting landscape. What's going on tonight, Steve? Kudos, I say. We all support Ephraim 100%. As we say on the Sunday night show, every week since mid-March, point number one, this is not the end of the world. 
Point number two, it's a virus that has no vaccine, so take it seriously. I am reminded of what the Texas governor said, I think it was nine days ago, when he had that hour-long Zoom call with the 12 athletic directors of his state's FBS football schools. He told them not to expect capacity in their stadiums to be above 50% this fall. The update since then... Coronavirus hospitalizations in the state of Texas have now hit record highs for nine days in a row. Texas Tribune says that state reported over 3,000 people hospitalized specifically for the virus today. Another record high. That's not testing positive, but no symptoms. This is actually going to the hospital for this reason. 3,247 people in one state today for that. And the governor of Florida acknowledged today the rising number of COVID-19 cases in his state cannot be explained away simply by an increase in testing because it's accelerating faster than that. His Department of Health yesterday reported 4,000 new COVID-19 diagnoses yesterday. Remember, they reopened Florida last month. The rate of new cases there has more than doubled over the past 10 days. The NFL Players Union today advised its members to stop working out together. The union's medical director advises against any voluntary joint practices before training camp start. Team facilities are closed to players until further notice and likely until the start of camp. The Bucks confirmed that people at their facility tested positive for COVID-19. No number or details given. Multiple players on Houston and Dallas tested positive. At least one player on both Denver and San Francisco. The Steelers player rep Cameron Hayward is not optimistic that there will be a Hall of Fame exhibition this summer. In his opinion, he wonders if there will be enough practice time to get ready for the early game. And he says, why have an extra exhibition if we're talking about safety? The NFL's Hall of Fame game to open the preseason is scheduled for August the 6th. The regular season opener would be September the 10th. New 49ers tackle Trent Williams, ex of Washington, passed his physical and signed a restructured contract. The Redskins will retire the number of Bobby Mitchell, their first black player and a Hall of Famer. Former Dolphins running back Jim Kick passed away at the age of 73. He had been battling dementia at an assisted living facility. He was an AFL pro bowler in 1968 and 69, just before Coach Don Shula arrived, and he was on Miami's undefeated team, 17-0 in 1972. Today's Belmont Stakes winner was Tis the Law, the favorite. The horse hung around, took the lead in the final turn, won by nearly four lengths, cruising near the end. No spectators or horse owners were allowed at Belmont Park in New York. This was the first of this year's three Triple Crown races instead of the last. And yes, at least 30 LSU football players have been in quarantine. Not all tested positive for the virus, and there were no hospitalizations there. Webb Simpson is in a four-way tie for the golf lead at Hilton Head, South Carolina. They're each up by one stroke. Fox TV will have tomorrow's NASCAR 500 at Talladega, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Martin Truex Jr. will start from the polls Sunday. The lineups are determined by random draw these days. In German soccer, Bayern Munich won on FS1 again today. Bayern recently clinched an eighth straight league title. They're back on FS1 next Saturday morning. And did you see the story about Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard? He was uninjured last night following an altercation at a South Dakota restaurant, according to NewJersey.com. Goddard was out with his family for dinner when he he was allegedly sucker punched unprovoked and mm. taken to a hospital as a precaution he is unharmed after the incident he is 25 years old eligible for a contract extension after the coming season was a second round choice from south dakota state he is a native of that state back to you good stuff steve we're coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios it's easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO 
The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam. You know, big man, <laughs> I got to get your opinion on baseball. And I'm anticipating something here because we've done the show for a long time. And uh, you're not the hugest baseball guy, which is totally fine. There are sports that I'm not huge on either. And I can just picture you with all of these drawn-out negotiations of here's our proposal, here's the counter-proposal, here's the counter-proposal to the counter-proposal of the original counter-proposal. I'm anticipating you're about dead sick of this whole thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least. It's obnoxious, man. And I think this, when Rob Manfred made this comment here, it's just a disaster. It's worse than a disaster, big man, because it's an unnecessary disaster. That's way worse. So the latest thing that we have here, Major League Baseball said, hey, how about 60 games? Full prorated salaries. The players said, eh, how about 70? Team ownership said, that's impossible. <laughs> so man, impossible. Difference of 10 games, impossible. Can't do that. So ownership, they're sticking with their offer of 60 games. So the players, they've got two options. They can either accept the 60-game offer with expanded playoffs and promise not to file a grievance, or they can reject it and force Rob Manfred to implement a schedule to determine how many playoff teams there are going to be and reserve the right to file a grievance. This is just a disaster for baseball, big man. This is a joke. Yeah, they're going to miss the window. Uh, because if the NBA does start up like it is in July and the NFL sticks to its uh, normal schedule, <laughs> they will be the odd team out, Man, the odd league about, out. Yeah, being lost in the shuffle. Yeah, it will be no room. It'd be no ratings for them whatsoever. They could have had some decent momentum if they got this ironed out. They could have been playing baseball for about a month. Already. Before the yep. NBA started back up. Yep. That's key real estate. And they're like, no, 60, no, 70, no. How about 65? A crazy idea. How about meeting in the middle? <laughs> Just figure out a number of games and work toward playing them. Please. You got the KBO on TV. You don't have MLB. It's terrible. It's obnoxious. I'm like you, Ephraim. I'm dead set against talking about baseball at this stage yeah it's uh i'm telling you we're moving on so it's you know look guys couldn't agree we get it i understand they could have taken every team to um, take it to fight island wherever the ufc's doing (laughs) right one field yeah take it over there they'll build you however many fields you want (laughs) right isolate you Play your season. Come on home. Crazy how they've botched that. There's no doubt. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. There's got to be a better fit than this. I'm Brian No, He's he from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> From the Fox Sports. I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. So there's been some news about Colin Kaepernick and maybe the Chargers being interested, big man. Mm-hmm. Now, Anthony Lynn, the head coach of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, he was asked about this possibility. Now, you tell me if he sounds... Like, oh, yeah, absolutely, or if it's a different type of sound. Listen to uh, head coach Anthony Anthony Lynn here. Have you given any consideration to bringing in Colin Kaepernick for a workout? That's something that's that's probably on the, on the workout list. I haven't, I haven't spoken with Colin. I'm not sure if, uh, you know, where he's at as far as in his, in his career or uh, what he want to do. Colin definitely fits the, the, the style of quarterback for the system that we're going to be running. And uh, I'm very confident and happy with the three quarterbacks that I have. But, uh, you know, you can never have too many people waiting on the runway. Okay. First off, let's, let me say this, Ephraim. It's, it's a joke that the guy's been out of the league for three straight seasons. He's good enough to be in the NFL. We all know that. But with that being established, 
I think there are better teams out there. There are better fits for Colin Kaepernick for both Cap and for the team. You've got a sixth overall pick in Justin Herbert. You've got Terod Taylor, who's at least a good bridge quarterback. I don't see that being a good fit for Cap. I don't see that being a good fit for the Chargers. I don't see the Dolphins doing something like that. What's the main difference between what the Dolphins have going on over there with the fifth overall pick in Tungavailoa and a bridge quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick? If you say it doesn't make sense for the Dolphins to do it, why would it make sense for the Chargers to do it? Yeah, you know, given what they have there in, in, you know, L.A., I was going to say San Diego, but L.A., um, yeah, it doesn't seem like a good fit. But I think uh, that needle for Colin Kaepernick to be on a team is moving. Yes. uh, More so than it's ever moved before. As it should. Right. And so, you know, the charges were one of the first teams brought up because they probably were asked first. And Anthony Landon was like, no, we're good. He gave an adequate answer. Like, hey, that may be something we put on our list, but, you know, I haven't spoken to him. You know, probably wanted to say we're addressing other needs right now. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I just look at other teams around yeah, the league where, look at the Titans. They don't have a legit backup quarterback. Look at the Broncos. Right. They, they, they don't have a, a they don't have either. they don't have a starter or a legit backup quarterback. You're not a, a believer in Drew Locke. Are huh? you? I mean, I got to see more to be a oh, true believer. There we go. So then you're not a believer. I, I I have I need to see more to see if he's the real deal. Okay, so then you're not a believer then. If you were a believer, That's you'd probably be like, a, yeah, I right? got to see it to believe it. Yeah. Right. When but Andrew Luck came, when, when Andrew Luck though. came out, nobody was like, I need to see a little bit more. Right. right but there are a lot of guys that, that, that they didn't have the talent in the toolbox that Andrew Luck had. Right. Did, I think Drew Luck could be a legitimate starter. But like I said, I got to see more. Okay. But they don't. We, we can all agree. They don't yes. have a legitimate backup quarterback in Driscoll. Come on. Right. Like that's a decent spot for Colin Kaepernick. Mm hmm. Because I look at it not just from the team standpoint, but from his standpoint. He wants to get onto a team, and he doesn't want to hold the clipboard the whole time. He wants to play. And so if you've got two quarterbacks to leapfrog, well, that's more traffic in your way than one guy who might get hurt or be ineffective, and then all of a sudden you've got a chance. So I think those teams, Titans, Broncos. Minnesota. Minnesota's a decent spot. Yeah. Rams. Really, I've John Wolford. I've never even heard this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like some of these teams, like the uh, the Eagles, right? Another Chargers like team, Detroit. Detroit is that's a decent spot. Chase Daniels is the bad guy, right? Right, and you've got Stafford, who's had back issues, Mm -hmm. and yeah, if the goal is to get on the field, Detroit's a pretty decent spot for Kaepernick. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of um, you know, it's a it's a lot of you know. Look at the, the Giants. Look at New York. Yeah, Colt McCoy, Cooper Rush. The the only thing I don't love for the Giants that's a good spot for Kaepernick, but right. for the Giants, Daniel Jones, sixth overall pick. You're hoping he's the guy. I think the last thing you want is a quarterback controversy that right. could stunt his I got growth. You. I get right. that. 
I don't think it makes sense for the I get team. That. Yeah. Did you say um did you say Washington? I didn't, but same sort of idea with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, but he's I don't man, he's the 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 thing that I'm I'm looking at is what's the number one thing we look at uh for young quarterbacks, guys who've been in the league for a year, going into their second season. The growth. Sure. The yeah. step can they make that step? Right to be a starting quarterback, right? Yeah. So everybody's looking for Kyler Murray to be better than he was his rookie year. Everybody's looking for Dwayne Haskins to be better. Yep. Right. So you have all of these things. The problem is with what's happening in the world. No time has been more valuable to a second-year quarterback than the offseason. Oh, completely. That's been wiped away. We don't have one. (laughs) So how much better, how much more improvement can Dwayne Haskins have, can Kyler Murray have from year one to year two without the necessary steps to get them there? No doubt. There's no doubt about that. So now it's a situation where, yeah, we want our young player to be able to boom, boom. But because they didn't have that opportunity to take those steps, that learning process, they may come out looking a little little worse than they started with. It's very possible. And on top of that, especially with Dwayne Haskins, if the Washington Redskins are picking around number two or three, you got a couple of big-time quarterbacks at the top of the draft. Mm. You want to run it back with Dwayne Haskins? He's in a rough spot. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. It could be some good news for the NFL thanks to another league. That's coming up. You know, random question for you, big man. I want to know two names of your uncles or aunts. So I brought it up because in the first hour we were talking about COVID-19 and all these college football players testing positive and you brought up needing a bubble you can't be around your uncle uh, James. Jake or whatever. Okay, so I need a an aunt and an uncle, a real one. What uncle are the James. Real uncle James. Okay. Uh-huh. What, else, what else are we working with here? And let's go with uh, Aunt Nita. Aunt Nita. I like. Now you go aunt. I go aunt. You go aunt. Yeah. Sounds aunt. much more sophisticated yeah, that way. Aunt Nita. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Aunt Nita. Hey, Aunt Nita. You sound like you're from the Midwest. Over, I'm from South Bend, Indiana. What do you want from me? <laughs> you from Salem. My Aunt Carol, Aunt Lorraine. It's auntie. Hey, Auntie. Aunt. aunt. It sounds more distinguished. You sound more well-read when you say Aunt, which <laughs> well, is probably why I say Aunt. <laughs> That's how I get down, man. Okay, so I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Mavericks team owner, Mark Cuban, he made some comments recently. He was on the Dan Patrick Show. And he was talking about if players in the NBA are to kneel during the national anthem. Here's what he said. This is their league. They, they drive this league 100%. And, you know, I'm going to be very supportive because, again, you know, when the pandemic first hit and we closed down basketball the night we were playing, that was bigger than the NBA. That was the, safe, the health and safety, you know, of everybody. Now this is bigger than the NBA as well. Mark Cuban also was a guest on ESPN and said, he would want to be kneeling alongside those players should they kneel during the national anthem. And the first thought I had in my head, honestly, big man, I thought of Roger Goodell thinking, 
you should totally do that, Mark Cuban. <laughs> Please do that and take some heat off of my league. Maybe President Trump will turn his attention toward Adam Silver for a second and leave me alone. That's honestly what went through my head. And I think that's what would take place. I think it would take a lot of heat if there is such a thing. I know the climate has changed mostly. But President Trump, he's firing tweets off, adding Roger Goodell. I think it would, like, uh, how could I say, it would lessen Roger Goodell being under the microscope in terms of some of these public figures calling him out if the NBA is doing this and if a team owner like Mark Cuban is doing it as well. Yeah, I mean, I I just, I don't think Donald Trump has any feeling uh, toward the the NBA or anything they do. Mm, okay. that, that's not his, that's not his crowd. It's not his crowd. He's called out Steve right. Kerr before. Yeah. Remember it, that it, whole thing? it doesn't matter. Right. Cause that's not his crowd. It doesn't resonate. Okay. It, it you know, he has a, a, a hatred for the NFL <laughs> and you know why everybody knows why the, the old X, uh, the old uh, USFL, right? Destroyed a league because the NFL wouldn't let him buy in. To, to they just were like no, his business practices couldn't handle the scrutiny it took to be an NFL owner. So they were like no, we don't want that associated with our league, our brand. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It wasn't that you know he thought he could come in and you know schmooze them and they would be like huh, but they so that was the that's the real catalyst behind. The, the 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 vitriol he had towards you know guys kneeling and, and stuff like that he took that opportunity to lash out at a league that had been laughing at him forever mm-hmm. and so I I don't I don't I just don't think if Mark Cuban were to come out and 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 kneel with the players I don't think that would resonate as much as him going after Roger Goodell no matter what Roger Goodell does gotcha okay so you differ on that one you yeah, still I do. think yeah. that. If, uh, okay, we've got NBA players, maybe some NBA team owners kneeling during the anthem and the NFL season, knock on wood, it starts at some point, maybe even if it's delayed. But you still think President Trump, he's coming right after Roger Goodell if there's mass kneeling. Of course. That, that very well could be the case. Of yeah. course. I, because a lot of his base are diehard football fans and you know he he that 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 speaks to you know football is the, is the largest american sport we we have everybody i mean yeah it's a reason true. top dog right it's a reason why he's not gonna go up if they kneel in mls you think he's gonna no. uh, right like no he can't reach the people he wants to reach so he's going for the nfl because that's where he can get the most bang for his 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 tweet I like it. Bang for his tweet. That's nice. That should be on a bumper sticker somewhere. <laughs> I'm Brian Noisy from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Another comment from Mark Cuban. He's on the Dan Patrick Show. Check this out. No, no more than 1999. Everybody said 1999, there'd always be an asterisk and <laughs> no one remembers. Or even the year, you know, 2012, when there was a 66-game post-lockout season, right? No one brought that up. And that was a big deal because you were playing back-to-back-to-back games to get 66 games stuck into a season. 
And so that was even more difficult. And so, no, people don't look at that. People just look at the rings on your finger. I completely disagree with this. (laughs) This idea that there can't possibly be an asterisk with whoever wins a championship in this bubble in Orlando. That's crazy to me. Of course the possibility exists. What if take a team, take uh, take the Lakers. It'd be a great example. Let's say LeBron, who is, you know, chasing Jordan in the rings count. If He's chasing Kobe. Path, let's just slow down. Okay, let's all right, not, he's got to get past Kobe first. Let's but. not jump people, please. He's just, we got to stop. About, we got to stop that. Okay. But he's talked about chasing that ghost in Chicago. Yeah, before. whatever. But he got to get to Kobe first. Okay, fair enough. All right, so he's looking up at both Kobe and Michael Jordan. So he's looking for that fourth ring. If he wins a championship and he beats the Bucks in the finals and Giannis is out with COVID and there's no Chris Middleton and it's the B team over there, there's going to be an asterisk. To make it sound like, no, there's no possibility whatsoever that there could be an asterisk is crazy. We're in a global pandemic. You're telling me the ex- the possibility doesn't exist? That doesn't make any sense. It does exist, but I think in that scenario, in that case, which is the worst case scenario, yes, I get that. Right. Right? But I will say that because so much of the NBA season had been played already, right? They were we were winding down t- t- towards the end. I think the bulk of the games have been played. They're gonna what play roughly what 10, 15 eight. more games, eight more games, what, yeah, eight more regular season, which brings then... the total to what seventy ish, seventy ish, yeah. right? Yep. So that body of work is is big enough for you to be like, okay, now if Outside of key guys getting sick. Sure. Right? They play whoever wins the tournament or whoever wins the championship. I don't think they that, that should be an asterisk because they played the bulk of the season, probably yeah. 12 games off or somewhere in there. And then everybody was under the same conditions. Right. So oh, I think that it could be even more impressive, potentially, want, yes. to win a championship this year. You took like three and a half months off. Who does that? And you Nobody. had to jumpstart your body, dive right into the playoffs. That is really tough to do. And yeah, if your path hasn't been greatly assisted with your opponents having a bunch of cases of COVID, yeah, I think this could be even more impressive than some other championship paths. So I don't think it's a certainty that there's going to be an asterisk. But to make it sound like the possibility doesn't exist, of course the possibility is out there. Yeah, like if if all heck breaks loose and you got guys dropping like flies, we get a final with the Lakers, LeBron's not playing, Giannis not playing. Right. (laughs) Right? What what if the Lakers face the Clippers in the conference finals and there's no Kawhi or Paul George? Then if the Lakers win, it's no asterisk. Yeah. If the Lakers huge... win, if the if, if the Lakers win, it's no asterisk. I'm sorry. Oh. But if the Clippers win, then yes, of course. <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> got it. Laker fan. He from Salam. I of see. Of course. I'm you, back. Yeah, you're back. But you know, there would be a big purple and gold asterisk if there's no Kawhi, no Paul George, no Giannis in the finals, or whoever they well, face. They whatever their they should have kept is. themselves healthy. That's not our fault. That's, <laughs> I should have used another team other than the Lakers. Right. To you make know this you can't do happen. that. Yeah, let's flip it around. Okay, if the Clippers, they 
move on past the Lakers. There's no LeBron, no AD, no asterisk. Okay, Mark Cuban, that makes no sense. We're smarter than this. <laughs> I just want the league to come back. I'm, I'm so excited for for the league to come back, man. I, I just want to. I just want to watch him play. You know, I do. You too. know, I'm a huge NBA guy. I just want to watch him play. I do too. I. <laughs> it's funny too because yesterday was the anniversary, the four year anniversary of the 2016 Cavs in Game Seven beating the Warriors. And that was the chase down block with LeBron on Iguodala Mm. and Kyrie Irving hit the three. But just to hear how it sounded, like it sounds surreal right now with all the fans in the background and actual reaction and all that. This is Mike Breen on ABC. Check out the uh, chase down block from four years ago. And the first thing I thought, big man, is what is it going to sound like when we're watching this on TV and there's just no crowd noise? There's nothing close to a real crowd. There's no way you could mimic the highs and lows and the cheers, the oh, no. There's no way you can get that You know you can pump in crowd noise, right? You can, but you're not going to get the reaction (laughs) of the crowd, right? Right, right. You're just going to get a steady, and that's it. You don't get them reacting to the play. You can't do that. So it's it's going to be so Look, different. We're so clamoring. We're, we're all clamoring for anything outside of horse racing. <laughs> and a, a cornhole. G- golf, cornhole championships. Right? How's your cornhole game, by the way? Is it on point? No. 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 Why, just like, like I, beer pong and cornhole. Look, look I'm, I'm a grown man. Like, I've passed all of that. <laughs> It, it sounded like right. you were about to insert black. Like I'm a. This is a white man sport. Is that where you were going for a second there, big Have man? Have you no? seen any black people playing in the <laughs> cornhole championship on any channel? Yes or no? I'm. Yes I, or no? I don't believe so. No. Okay. There yeah. is a reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just not we. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dom, what what can you d- d- chime in, Dom? As, as the only brother in here, pong. we do love that. You just like to get drunk. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no cornhole, Don Brown. No. Yeah, you can miss me with it. I got you. It's just, you. I mean, I, I uh, okay. I'm like, uh, <laughs> but uh, I hear you. We got horse racing. We've got, we're about to have beer pong on TV. Right. We've got cornhole. We'll take basketball without fans and deal with it. All we're starving. Day long. We'll take the ramen noodles and it's going to feel like Ritz cracker. Just a piece meal. of cracker, any cracker. Just yes. give me a cracker. Totally. I'm absolutely with you. All right. Coming up next from the Geico Studios the most overly and unfairly criticized athlete. In recent memory, I'm Brian No, he's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in DC, Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Hey, get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard. Won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. So, Big Ben, I heard a comment from Corey Brewer, former NBA player, and he was talking about the Houston Rockets. And there were a couple of things that he said about Harden and Westbrook that I found pretty interesting. He was a guest on The Odd Couple. Check this out. When you got James and Russell, because I was in OKC with Russell, when he's at the top of his game, he's on, he's basically unstoppable. You put him and James on the same court, they just need shooters, and I think that's why Houston's going small. When you got two guys like that, just spread the floor and let them play. Okay, so I go big picture on this one, big man. What he said about Russell Westbrook, was absolutely true. And the first thing I thought about was how the mainstream opinion about Russell Westbrook is negative. It's criticism. It's what he doesn't do well. It's the shot selection. He doesn't shoot it well from outside. It's negative, 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 negative. If you hadn't watched one NBA game 
and you just went off of the mainstream opinion of Russell Westbrook, you would think the guy's a scrub. And so I started thinking over the last five years, the most unfairly and overly criticized athletes over that time span, I got Russell Westbrook number one. When you start throwing stuff against the wall and start throwing names out there of guys that are unfairly criticized, who are some other guys that are on that list? And then we'll fine-tune it and see if Russell Westbrook is still the top dog. Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, unfairly criticized. Good players who are unfairly criticized. That's what you want, right? Yep. And sometimes it's a mixed bag. Right. Where, take a guy like LeBron. LeBron gets some criticism. Sometimes it's unfair. But he gets a lot of He gets a lot too. of, but he gets a lot of criticism, though. He does. He gets a lot. Um... I think um I think Kevin Durant is one of those players. Got to be on the list. Yep. I think he gets a lot of criticism. He brings a lot of that on himself. He does. <laughs> All right? But he does get a lot of criticism. I think uh are we talking all sports or just basketball? All sports. I think um uh Throwing cricket. How about cornhole? You know? Who- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't even know who. I, we'll, yeah, no, I'm good. Joe on that Johnson one. from uh, Albuquerque, <laughs> four bagger, four and he gets bagger. crushed all the time. I don't get it. No, four bagger. That sounds players. terrible. Um, <laughs> I would say Dak Prescott. Okay, I'm writing these names down. Dak yeah, Prescott Dak, on the list. Dak Prescott, overly um, criticized. Overly okay. criticized. Uh, I think. Um. Hmm, this is an interesting one because it can go either or. Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Right? Okay. And we'll, when we get to it, we'll, we'll we'll talk about what I mean by okay. either or. All right. Yep. I think... Um, Parentheses, either or. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? What? Who else you got? I had uh, pretty much the same guy. Well, I had KD on the list, uh-huh. LeBron on the list. I would say a guy overly criticized... I would say a guy like Matthew Stafford. Yes, it's Matthew Stafford. Over the top criticism. I mean, it's not to say he doesn't deserve any of it, but what positive things do you hear said about Matthew Stafford? Right. None. <laughs> He's well, a, a, a lot of that has to do with him being trapped in yeah. Detroit. So that can take your shine away from you, too. Yes, the losing has a lot more to do it's just the with whole the other situ- players. It's just everything, man. It's yeah. just like. Detroit's the only place that made two of the greatest at their position retire early. No one, no <laughs> that's, one. That's a good way to put it. Right. right? Like, but, think about that. No other yeah. team can claim that. Right. That's not a good thing. No, they have one playoff win in the Super Bowl era. Literally. Yeah. One of the most prolific running backs ever. And one of the best receivers. And one of the physically best. I mean, he could have played five more years, both of them. Oh, and think about what their numbers would have been if they had. Come on now. Barry Sanders gave money back at a time where it wasn't like, <laughs> I think he gave $6 million back to just leave. And and on top of that, with Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders, there was like a rift between the players and the organization because the organization demanded Their the money, money back. Yes. <laughs> it's a complete disaster. Like it's just, you know, not to get off topic, but that's just, 
That's Detroit, man. That's what. That's how that is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me throw a name out there. Tom Brady. Over the top? No. Sometimes unfair? Overly no, criticized? No, no, no. I don't think it's unfair. I don't think it's unfair. I think um, Tom has put himself in, the, in that position with his aloofness sometimes, right? How about last year? He doesn't belong on this list because we're talking about the last five years. He's won a couple of Super Bowl yeah, rings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People I mean, have said a lot of glowing things about the guy. But when the criticism is out there, there's a lot of it that is unfair. It's I, inaccurate. I think a lot of the criticism stems on the organization, Belichick, the lack of them surrounding someone like Tom Brady with viable options. Sure. Like literally, like we're we're scratching our head for the last five oh. years. Like, what what did look they think at, was going to happen? Look at what he had last year. There's no Gronk. You've got Matt was, Lacoste was, and Ryan Izzo ridiculous. at tight end. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, and you got a bunch of dudes. James White was the second leading receiver in terms of receptions. Yeah, that's not you know, that's not what you want. That's not what you want at all, man. So yeah, I think a a lot of the criticism for his numbers last year, I thought it was unfair. Mm-hmm. I thought it was inaccurate. Okay. But he doesn't belong in the list because of all the positive things that right. have been said over winning a couple of Super Bowls over the last five years. We got a decent list It's right a pretty now. good list. It's a pretty good list. Okay. So of these guys, let's see, six names that we've whittled it down to. We're looking at the most unfair, overly criticized athlete over the last five years. We've got, and we'll break them down even further. In no certain order yet. Westbrook, Kevin Durant, LeBron. Then in football, we get Dak, Aaron Rodgers, and Matthew Stafford. Now, I want you to explain the either or of Aaron Rodgers. So for Aaron Rodgers is, when you talk about critical and and, and, and criticized, a lot of people say he's the greatest thrower of the football ever. Right. Right. Lee Robert Delap. <laughs> the fourth. The fourth. <laughs> Thinks Aaron Rodgers is probably the greatest quarterback to ever play. Is that accurate? I don't, because he's a Brett Favre guy. I think he's got Favre. What, who, who do you got? I'm a Favre guy. You're a Favre guy? Yeah. Okay. So, and, and Favre. Glad to have him, but I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to say he's the greatest that ever threw a football. Is he in the top three? Yes. Okay. In, in your top three of hierarchy in quarterbacks, who's in your top three? Uh, of, of all, of of all, all time. time. Joe Montana, mm-hmm. uh, Brett Favre, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for one certain name that hasn't been mentioned and, yet. And, uh, Aaron. Pey- Peyton Manning over Brady. Oh. oh, my gosh. I'm about okay. to walk out of the show here. Are you yeah. serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Peyton uh, Manning was a better quarterback. I agree. Oh. I agree with that. Oh. I agree with that. I really do. Both you. I agree. You with want that. me to leave? That's what you're saying. No, no, saying. I don't you're want like, you to leave. Don't need you. I no, don't want you. To, I don't want you to leave. Here. But what? What? Look, and we're getting sidetracked. Okay, let's talk okay. about the list, and then we can all get right. into all the other all stuff. Right. We'll, we'll circle back. Yes, to that. we got a we got a whole bunch of time. Got an hour and a half left. We got like plenty it. of time. Okay. So for Aaron Rodgers, some people say he's the greatest thrower of the football. Right. Yep. Yep. Then the criticism comes. Well, why hasn't he won more? Right. Right. And people love to point out, oh, he doesn't have any weapons. And then this one year, he don't have a running back, no receivers, yada, yada, yada. But he's never had less than Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady has won championships. That's right. 
So that's where the on both sides of it, the the, the hypercritical. Either they go too, way too far with he's the greatest throw of the football, sure, or it's the uh, the the criticism on the other side of it. I hear that's you. why I do the either or. Yeah, and I think because of the glowing things, I think we got to eliminate Aaron Rodgers. Okay, if that, you know, if, that's, if you want to take him off, I think so because when you get man, and it's we're talking a love fest. For the people that praise Aaron Rodgers, like you said, oh, the way he throws the football, best arm talent, most accurate, disc, unbelievable, right? So the praise that he gets, it sort of balances it out, right? Like if you're looking at a scale, we're looking at like Russell Westbrook, the criticism, boom, like it goes, (laughs) it's a weight down to the bottom there. With Aaron Rodgers, the praise balances out the criticism. So I think we got to eliminate Aaron Rodgers on this. uh, You know what? I'm reading Twitter and somebody, um, I will put uh, somebody on the list. I want to add somebody on the list. Okay, let's do it coming up here. Can we do that coming up? Absolutely. We want to invite Mr. Steve DeSager, a friend of America, to spin us around the sporting landscape. What's going on, Steve? Hello. Former Dolphins running back Jim Kick passed away at the age of 73. He had been battling dementia at an assisted living facility. He was an AFL Pro Bowler in 1968 and 69. Just before Coach Don Shula arrived, he was on Miami's undefeated team, 17-0 and 0 in 1972. Jim Kick was a starter his first four years in Miami, averaging over 1,000 total yards per season. He left for the New World Football League in 1975. The Redskins will retire the number of Bobby Mitchell, their first black player and a Hall of Famer. Mitchell, a wide receiver who wore number 49, died in April. He led the NFL in receiving yards in 1962 and 63. Mitchell retired after the 1969 season, then worked for the Redskins for over 30 years, including as assistant general manager. Former Redskins tackle Trent Williams, now with the 49ers, passed his physical this week and has signed a restructured contract. His extension ends after this year. He was acquired in April to replace the retired Joe Staley in San Francisco. Williams, a seven-time Pro Bowler, sat out last season in a dispute with the Redskins. The NFL Players Union has advised its members to stop working out together. Team facilities are closed to players until further notice and likely until the start of camp. The Bucks confirmed that people at their facility have tested positive for COVID-19. No number or details given. There are no pers- uh, in-person minicamps this month in the NFL. The Cardinals and Rams each finish their virtual programs early. Titans and Bears as well. Nine weeks worth of two hour video meetings for Chicago. NFL training camps due to start in late July. They'll be held at each club's facility this year with no joint practices between teams. At least 30 LSU football players have been in quarantine. Not all tested positive for the virus. There were no hospitalizations. SI says some of the players got infected as part of an outbreak at a local nightclub. LSU's trainer said it's not surprising. It's a pandemic. We should not be shocked. We were prepared. Today's Belmont Stakes. The winner was Tis the Law, the favorite who'd also won the Florida Derby. No spectators or owners were allowed at Belmont Park in New York. A couple years ago, attendance there was about 90,000. The Kentucky Derby is normally the first of the three big races. It was postponed to early September. The Preakness is scheduled for early October. Tis the Law was the only Colt in this field today with a grade one victory on his resume. The Belmont had lost three potential entries due to injury. Webb Simpson is in a four-way tie for the golf lead at Hilton Head, South Carolina. And among the baseball news, John Heyman, MLB Network, 
Network says Commissioner Rob Manfred will be in touch with the owners throughout this weekend, and the expectation is that if the players reject this last effort, he will soon set the schedule, which he can do according to their March deal. Now, USA Today says the players are going to delay taking a vote on the 60-game proposal for several days while they're gathering info on the health protocols in light of all the spring training camps now being shut down for COVID-19 cleaning. ESPN, for what it's worth, says tonight that Marley Rivera, the reporter, has heard from players that voting on their end is supposed to be tomorrow. Several teams held video conference meetings today. And from the players she talked to, allowing the commissioner to just implement the season per their March agreement is currently the preferred choice. By the way, as far as greatest game series on FS1, postseason game from 2015 on right now. Elimination game with Rangers, Blue Jays, a classic from five years ago now it's been nearly... Will is that we the have bat flip? Was that, that is the, bat- the one, absolutely, yeah. and it's getting toward. I the like the one where Rugnet Odor got he just <laughs> oh, smacked right. Bautista. I that, forgot that. Yeah, that's the one I like. That was a five-game division series, 2015 on FS1. Back to you. There he is, Steve DeSager. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven Auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'm Brian No, he's E from Salam. Okay, so we've got tweets over here. People are participating at the No Show, at E from Salam. Uh, yeah. We're talking about unfairly, overly criticized athletes over the last five years. We're trying to figure out who's number one on that list. So what's the tweeter say here? Carmelo Anthony. Okay, he's, he definitely belongs on the list. Gotta be on the list. Gotta be on the list. Well, he gets massacred. Oh, man. A yeah. Hall of Fame player. That's a good one. That's a very good one. And that's from Eric Johnson. So good looking out. Shout out Eric. This season with the Blazers, it hurts Carmelo's overly and unfairly criticized mm-hmm. candidacy, if you will, right? Because it's been a mellow love fest this past season. He's played well for the Blazers yeah, he and he's is. gotten props. Yeah, and just think if he didn't have to take the year and a half off. Yeah. Right, if he it, him not being in the league, it blew my mind. Like seriously, now a lot of that was self inflicted, mm-hmm. right? We saw it happen to Allen Iverson, where they didn't understand that. You know, you're not the guy that you. It sometimes it takes star athletes a, a little bit of time to realize that they may not be at that level that they are accustomed to. Right. Right. Mentally, that's the first thing that we as athletes have to deal with. So if a team would love to have you, but they want you to be part of that scoring punch on the second unit and you've been an all star your entire career, it may be hard to for you to, to deal with that. And okay. he, he made some candid comments on, you know, live. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they think I'm going to come off the bench. He was talking to somebody. Like, Yo, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. Man, they think I'm coming off the bench. And that people... Right? Like, Allen Iverson had a, a, a similar outburst like that in a press conference. Yeah. Right? But then they realized, oh, okay, well, wait, hold on. Wait one second. Not saying that you can't contribute, but we don't. We may not want you to contribute like the way you think you can for our team. And so once you cross out all those teams, it, it, there's very few teams left. Right. Yeah. Right? Sure. Sure. Okay, so if we whittle down our list here okay. from Salam, we've got we've got six names now that we've added Carmelo. Mm-hmm. 
we uh, struck Aaron Rodgers from the list. <laughs> Last five years, who's been the most unfairly criticized? Mm-hmm. So let's whittle this down. We need three to go. All right. All we right? took Brady off too, right? Brady's gone. We took Brady off. He's been Aaron's voted gone. off the island. Okay. Yep. So it's down to, in basketball, Westbrook, KD, LeBron, and Melo. Okay. And then in football, there's Dak and Stafford. Okay. So let's go LeBron next. Okay. LeBron's got to go. I agree. We can take LeBron off. A lot of praise. Yep. Championships. Praise. Yep. Rings. Rings. Yeah. Right? He's off. He's off. The fact it's that- a lot of praise. That-, that Cleveland championship, it just oh, huge. Come on, yeah. No LeBron, and we need two more names off the list. Okay, we're going to go, let's do football. Let's do a football one. Okay, okay. All right, Dak or Matthew Stafford. Um, I'm going to fairly criticized. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Matthew off. All right, Stafford's off. Matthew's Hasn't off. Won anything? Hasn't won anything. Right? Is in Detroit. <laughs> it's just, you, you know, I, oh, man. It's, it's, I played there for years, so I'm just speaking from personal experience, right? I don't want people to think that I'm, you know, anti-Detroit or anything. Like It just was not a good fit for me. And the things that I saw oh. didn't line up with the other teams I had been on. And I was like, well, this is different, right? Why are you guys doing things this way? Oh, you guys don't even want to be here. Right? Like, it's, I said, you guys never experienced what the NFL has to offer. Like, when you win, like, think that's the, I mean, it's one of the best jobs in the world. They, they open, I never had to pay for a meal in Denver. Yeah. And I also think that although Stafford gets a lot of criticism, I think the names on the list have gotten more, right? So it's one of those deals. Stafford doesn't get it praised a whole lot, but I don't think he gets more heavily criticized than the other guys on the list. And so he's got to go. Got to go. So yeah. here's what we got to do, Ephraim. We're down to four. Okay. The fearsome foursome. Fearsome okay? foursome. In a couple of minutes, that's what we're going to do. We're going to eliminate more names until one man is still standing on top of the hill, the most unfairly criticized athlete over the last five years, between Westbrook, KD, Carmelo, and Dak Prescott. That's coming up. I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> Brian, no, and E from Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. No time to dilly-dally, big man. Let's get right back into it. We're looking for the most unfairly and overly criticized athlete over the last five years. We have whittled down our list. Okay, I'm ready to take somebody else off the list. Okay, I, I like this. It's down to KD, Westbrook, Dak, and Carmelo. Who are you taking off the list? I want to take Dak off. Okay, why? Because he hasn't even been in the league for five years. Okay. All right. Right? Makes sense, right? And I look at it, too, where I deduct points if some of the harsh criticism is pretty accurate. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) if people say, he's good, he's not great. Well, that's true. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think some of the harsher criticisms of Dak – happen to be true. Now, you could say, if you're like, hey, man, that's the going rate for a quarterback in terms of the money that he's going to make. Yeah, if if someone says he's not worth that money, it's like, okay, that's an unfair criticism because that is the going rate. But uh, for what I said before, I I think that if some of the criticism is accurate, then you deduct points on this thing. I want to take someone off the list. Okay. I want to take Kevin Durant off the list. Ooh, really? Okay. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking with KD. Whittling down the list of the most unfairly criticized athlete over the last five years. When we're talking about unfair criticism, it's the same concept with KD. A lot of the criticism is true. Mm. It was weak for him to join a 73-win team that had already won it all with the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green. And also the praise factor here. When he was a finals MVP two years in a row, there were a lot of people saying he surpassed LeBron as the best player in the NBA before he got hurt. So I think that the praise factor also helps knock KD off this list. 
because there are other players who pretty much only get criticized and they don't get that widespread praise that KD does. Okay, or I get it. Or has gotten at least. Yeah. That makes you sense. good with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, so it's down to two. Only two men left standing. Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony. Who are you voting for? Who gets more unfairly criticized than the other? I'm going to say Westbrook. Okay, why? Number one, he was an MVP. Mm -hmm. Carmelo Anthony never won an MVP. Uh, Number two, he was able to do things people hadn't done in 50 years. Twice in a row. Three times. Three times. Nobody plays with more passion in the current NBA than Russell Westbrook. Like him or not, that you can't argue. And so because he's not a dynamic shooter, Mm -hmm. people automatically, like when they look at KD, they're like, okay, he, he has it all. Right? Shooter. Pull up from anywhere, shoot a great percentage, the whole nine yards. With Westbrook, he's selfish, although he leads the league in assists. (laughs) (laughs) He's selfish. He doesn't care about winning. Right? Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. Right? I don't get it. I'm right there with you. I would put Westbrook at the top of the list most overly and unfairly criticized athlete over the last five years because here's what separates Westbrook. He gets criticized for his accomplishments. <laughs> Think about that. Like, Let that sink in. The triple-double thing, it's like, oh, yeah, it's just an arbitrary stat, right? Like He was an MVP. He did something for three straight years that we thought would never be done for one season, someone averaging a triple-double, And the disparity, like I'm here in Portland, Damian Lillard, who's a fantastic point guard, he just got his first triple-double not that long ago. (laughs) And it was like, oh, wow, Damian, a triple-double. CJ McCollum got a triple-double. Spent years in the league, finally got a triple-double. It was great. And it was like rose petals thrown at his feet. And it's like, how can we do that, which is fine with Dame, CJ, anybody else who gets a triple-double. That's great. It's a nice accomplishment. How can we praise those players and then shrug our shoulders with Westbrook and be like, uh, arbitrary stat. You see how Steven Adams boxes his guy out and so Westbrook can fly in there and get a rebound off a free throw? Yeah, garbage. Like, he gets criticized for his accomplishments. It's a joke. That's the thing that I did. Triple doubles, right, were a standard until Westbrook started doing them <laughs> And then they became uh, selfish. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Think about that. The narrative on triple doubles changed because of Westbrook. (laughs) Right. Because he was so good at it, somehow this hurts the team. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, he's got to be number one on the list. It's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And also, Melo, some of the criticism is true. You know, it's yeah, it, it, harsh. It, it, it is like Carmelo Anthony, when he came back from the Olympics, I can't remember what year it was. He was playing the best basketball he ever played. He's playing defense, playing team ball, 
because it was the fact that he was practicing with Kobe's and the LeBron's and all of these great players. And it really Kobe because Kobe's going to, Kobe wanted everything from you, not just on one end of the court, right? He, 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 he competed. He wanted you to compete. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the dream team when Jordan, right? Those practices that we never got a chance to see were probably some of the best basketball on the planet Earth. Oh, definitely. So when Carmelo was coming back off the Olympics, he was hitting his stride. He showed what he could have been. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you grow up a scorer. You grow up a ball-dominant player. Yeah. You know, he just never put both sides of the court together like I would have wanted him to. I hear you on that. And, yeah, when people say, hey, he's a ball hog, he is an isolation player. Right. Right. So yes. If you knock him for that, it's true. So it's got to be Westbrook. MVP, I, I still maintain, if you hadn't watched him play one game and just went off the mainstream opinion, you would think that guy is hot trash. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so yeah. false, man. It's not even close to being true. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, we desperately need this to happen, but there are major doubts that it will. You know, Big Ben, it's great to be with you here tonight, and I, I would love for you to put me at ease because I am a diehard football fan. I want there desperately to be a football season. Can you put my worries at ease that there might not be a football season when we've seen LSU, their coronavirus cases are spiking over there, Kansas football team, they've got 14 players that have tested positive, Clemson has 21, Texas has 13. Can you calm me down, or are you just going to say, not looking good for you right now, no? Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just, that's tough. Right? So much has to go right. Right? So much has to go perfect for it to happen, and I'm not confident yet. And I think a lot of that is unreasonable. When we're talking about a bubble for college football or the NFL, like Dr. Fauci was talking about, I don't think that's feasible. How are we going to have a bubble for what? College, I don't NFL know. NFL teams? College, college? Uh, NFL, you have more leeway. Because you got to remember what college, it entails more things. NFL is your job. Right. So you make sacrifices and you make arrangements for your job. And they have the resources. Mm-hmm. Right? You're getting paid. Right? You make $7 million a year. If you got to be quarantined to make $7 million a year, you're more likely to do that. Right. So college is different. You got school. You got all, you got all kinds of stuff. Right, not not knowing if campuses. I mean, some. I I think the university said if students can't be go to school, then we can't play football. Right. So if they're they are playing football, then classes are in. So now you're in class with other people who aren't inside that bubble. Yeah. So there's 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 it, there's more to it for college than it is for the NFL. Right. I agree with you. And think about this, too. If you look at LSU, so 30 LSU football players, they're in quarantine. 
That's been the report here, according to Sports Illustrated. Not all the players have tested positive, but either the players are positive or have been around other people that have tested positive. So they've got 30 in quarantine. The Athletic reports that number is expected to be in the teens in terms of actual positive test results. But how about this also, according to The Athletic, that the spike is being attributed to players, quote, frequenting a string of nightclubs, end quote. So if they're frequenting the Tigerland bars in the area, there recently have been 100 patrons that have tested positive. So I go back to your original point here, Ephraim. It's one thing for Bruce Arians, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to say, hey, guys, you're professional athletes. You're making a lot of cash. Don't be idiots. Don't go to local bars. It's another thing for Ed Orgeron or whoever to be like, guys, don't be idiots. Don't go to local bars when those guys aren't getting paid a dime. You know what I mean? There's a huge difference between NFL and college just being professional and being quote unquote amateur athletes. Kids are dumb. Think about all the dumb stuff you did in college. (laughs) Right? You, You tell a kid, hey, you guys don't go out. Take care of yourself. Stay in. Come on. Yeah. It's not happening. But if you tell them, hey, look, if each one of those kids was making $10,000 and you tell them you won't have this $10,000 if you guys keep going to the club. Exactly. Who's staying at home? Everybody's staying at home. Yeah. So for, for, for pros, they understand this is a job. This is what it's about. And this is what they're gonna do. For everyone else, those the, the kids in college who've been cooped up, who've been away from the things that, that that were normal to them, the younger generation, right? A lot of them believe that it's an uh, you know, a virus that attacks older people with underlying conditions. These are they're in the best shape of their lives. We'll be okay. That's the mindset of an athlete. I'll be fine. Yeah, and it's not true, but you're right. That's the mindset. How about this? I found this interesting. Building off of what you just said there, big man. Dr. Peter Hotz, I'm going to say. I don't really know. It's H-O-T-E-Z. Hotz? Hodes? I don't know. We'll go Hotz. He's the professor and dean at the Baylor College of Medicine. He says this. Even though the death rate isn't as high the hospitalization rate is still pretty substantial among young adults, especially among those who are very heavy. If you have a high body mass index, then you're at risk of severe illness. That's why I say some of the offensive linemen, defensive linemen could be at higher risk. So like there's this thought, hey, unless you're 65 or older, you're not at severe risk to get severely sick. And this doctor is like, not quite, not quite. That's So I think this is the ultimate high-stakes game of poker here because if there's severe illness or death and you're talking about collegiate athletes, it's not like the NCAA has this sparkling reputation right now. But if you add some COVID cases that go south in terms of illness or death, there's no coming back from something like that, man. No, it's not. So that's uh, that's the problem, right? That's yeah. that's the that's the problem. 
And which university does the NCAA want to roll that dice? They've been crapping out a lot lately. I know it. I know. But this is, man, you talk about that's how high the stakes are. I was thinking about this, too. You're a poker player, Ephraim. So I want to I want to put your poker knowledge to the test here, okay? If we shift this to the NBA, and they've got their bubble, and they've got everything worked out, um, at least trying to safeguard players and ensure that they're going to be able to get the playoffs in. But we've get, got all these positive results all over, like college football, some in the NFL. We've got baseball, the Philadelphia Phillies. They've got five players and all of that. Now, those guys aren't in a bubble like they will be in Orlando. But how about this? If you look at the NBA's chances of winning here, like think of it as a hand in poker. And you can win the hand on any two cards. It could be pocket aces. Could be 2 7 off suit, right? So the NBA could end up winning even though they don't have a good starting hand. But if the starting hand of the NBA represents the likelihood that they're going to be able to complete the playoffs and it's going to go relatively smoothly, what do you think their starting hand is that represents the possibility that they're going to win the hand? Because make no mistake, they're all in with trying to restart the season the way they are. I think they got Ace King. Okay, you think they got a great chance to pull this off. See, now Ace King is the Anna Kova of poker. Big slick. Yeah, it could go well, could be right? pretty bad. It's yeah. pretty. You look at it, you turn them cards over, it's pretty. <laughs> but it very rarely wins. <laughs> but the flop is queen 10-6. You're like, well, that missed every part of my hand. Yeah. Right? So Ace King right now, and they have an opportunity to flop an ace, flop a king. Yeah. Jack 10. Right? Yep. Just missing the lady. Uh-huh. So I think ace, I think ace king gives us a lot to work with. Right? It's it looks good, and we're looking at the NBA like, man, this looks good. Uh-huh. Right? This is gonna be great. And we start. And things go well, they hit the flop, right? Right. Things don't, ah, oh, they missed the flop. But we still got a chance to make it up. <laughs> we need runner-runner here. Right? Yeah. But not, not not really. All you just need to do is hit. Okay. Right? That's that's where I, I, I think that symbolizes the best starting hand for the NBA. Yeah. I would go a little lower. Okay. I'm a little more pessimistic than you are. Okay. I would say it's something like Jack Nine. Oh, <laughs> the, I hate Jack Nine. Yeah, it's, it's not a great starting hand. Again, you can win. You can win, yep. You can win with any two cards in Hold'em, but the odds aren't as good. I look at this and I say, you've got workers that are going in and out of the bubble like, what's the realistic yeah, chance? See, but that's just it. Are they going in and out of the bubble? The workers? The workers. Yeah, the workers are. They're going in and out. So who are the workers? I mean, the people, there's no concessions. Right, like, you know. It's that, no. So that uh, fix up the rooms, right? That uh, change the sheets, that provide the food, that are driving the buses. Like, they are going to be people in and out of the bubble. See, but you can 
You can minimize that. So, right? How about the families? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The families have to be part of that bubble. They're in the bubble. So whatever that, they have to be in the bubble. If they're not in the bubble, it's not going to work. Okay. I look at it too and ask myself, what's the realistic chance that no players get COVID? I think they're very, very low. It's very low. Then I ask myself, well, what are the chances that they're going to be able to pinpoint it exactly, quarantine that player, not allow it to spread. I think that's pretty low, too. I think they've got a decent chance to complete the playoffs, but to the point where like series aren't altered based on who's tested positive and who isn't able to play in the series, I, I think that's a tall ask, man. I think they can complete it, but I think there are going to be some major hitches along the way. So I'd go Jack 9. Okay. Shuffle up and deal. I know, right? And just like Doyle Brunson, he made 210 famous. Mm, yes, he did. <laughs> That's the well, how horrible you do that? starting hand, you know? And you can still win. So regardless of the starting hand, the quality of it, you can still win the hand. And that's what we're hoping the NBA does. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Who's your favorite poker player of all time, Ephraim? Maybe Texas Dolly? Top of the list? Phil Ivey? Oh, I love Phil Ivey. Phil Ivey. Love Phil Ivey. He doesn't say a whole lot, though, you know? No, but I love that. It's the eyes. Like, even when he's looking down... Right, it's a, I, he. He doesn't stare. He'll dart him real fast, and it looks it looks crazy on camera because he's like, and it's like, is he is he having a seizure? Uh huh. But he's Phil, like, man, it's like the Tim Duncan of poker players. Right? Yeah, he's he, just hitting bank shots, not saying a whole lot. He's like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he and I like that because I, I respect that. I respect that part of, of the game. Um. Whenever I see Doyle, I just I just feel bad, right? Like, <laughs> still going, oxygen tank, <laughs> his own chair, mobile chair. Like, I'm like, oh, come still on. Still after it. Just, I get it, but come on. <laughs> he loves it, man. Just go home. That's what he loves to do. It keeps him alive. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. Man, you talk about an awkward situation this story absolutely qualifies. We'll let you know about it right around the corner. I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brian No, he's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Hey, get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score. And checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. By the way, big man, I don't know this about you. Where does reggae rank in your list of preferred musical genres. Where is it? Right up there, baby. Yeah? Oh, yeah. What's above it? <sighs> like, I always say my musical taste is based on my mood. Mm-hmm. One day R could be, R&B could be at the top. One day, you know, 80s rock can be at the, at the top. <laughs> All right. right? Yeah. Hip-hop. Reggae, it, it's all it's all predicated on mood for me. Just depends. I hear yeah. you on that. By the way, a quick follow-up question before we move on to uh, an awkward story. Oh, man, this is a beautiful, it's a very interesting story. Um, 80s bands. Who are these 80s bands that you are fond of? Oh, you know, Death Leopard, Guns N' Roses. Okay. Um... Poison. Uh-huh. Uh Van Halen. Okay. Look at you. I had no idea about this. I I'm serious about my musical taste, man. It just, you know. <laughs> I I'm I'm not closed off to to any genre. That's good. It's very good. Because everybody's mood is different, right? Sometimes you want to mellow out. It's hard to mellow out to hip hop, mm-hmm. rock. Mm-hmm. 
Right? Right? He, he I like classical reggae. music as well. There you go. When I write, I, I listen to classical music. That's why you're a worldly man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, your former teammate Morton Anderson said. I interviewed Morton Anderson, and I asked him about you, and he said you're a renaissance man. This is why, you know? <laughs> Can't be a renaissance man if you close yourself off to stuff. My guy, love Mort, man. That's right. Okay, so how about this story from UCLA? It's an awkward situation. So 30 UCLA football players, they are demanding that a third-party health official oversee all of their team activities. They have signed a document ensuring that all COVID-19 precautions and testing are being handled by the school, okay? They want a third party here, and they argue that the program has perpetually failed us and neglected and mismanaged injury cases. So they don't trust the coaching staff to do the right thing in terms of COVID-19 precautions and testing. They want a third-party health official to oversee all of this stuff, so this was on Thursday. They sent the the letter to the school. And then on Friday, there's a team meeting. And multiple players apologized. They said, hey, we should have gone directly to you, Chip Kelly. We didn't think this would become public. So, our bad. And by the way, voluntary workouts, they're scheduled to begin on Monday. <laughs> 30 players, including the, the quarterback. Dorian Thompson Robinson, he signed this letter saying, hey, we don't trust essentially our coaching staff to to keep us safe and take precautions and test us. So we want a third party to do this. Your thoughts on that? Um, I'm all for that. I, 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 I like that. Right? You know why? There's a reason the NFL has a third party neurologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At every game, monitoring the field. There's been a history of teams overlooking mm-hmm. certain things yep. in favor of keeping players on the field and keeping them playing. Right? Yeah. I grew up in an era playing National Football League where you didn't come out of a game for a concussion. Mm-hmm. And the team doctor, like, uh, you know, what was it, any given Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> the guy that's on the payroll – Hey, James Woods, you're paid to look the other way, okay? <laughs> like That's how it went a lot of times. That's exactly right. And I think that the the, the students at UCLA, they had it. They had it right. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they knew exactly what could happen. Now, the NCAA should be thanking them because that put – that should put in motion – that that's what they're going to sanction mm-hmm. for every single team. And that's fine. The thing that I take away from this is with the players apologizing to Chip Kelly, I think it's completely fair for them to say, we didn't think this was going to become public. That's fine. But for them to say, we should have gone to you first. <laughs> I, I don't think you can go to your coach and say, We don't have faith that you're going to do the right thing. We need a third party to do this. You can't go to your coach and say that. No, you can't do that. 
No, and they, and they were right. They it's out there now, so now they have to address it. They have to address it now. It yeah. has to be addressed. Not only and it by, turns into yeah, yeah, not only by UCLA but by the NCAA. Absolutely, and it's a and good idea. It is a good idea, and it but it turns into when the truth is out there. Sometimes it's like, oh man, this sounds a little bit too real, if you will. And Dorian Thompson Robinson, he's one of the guys out there saying, oh no, 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 it's not a lack of confidence in Chip Kelly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like it's just with it being out there and the way it looks that hey, they went this this route where they signed a document, sent it to the school. It seems like the unmanly way to do it, right? And it turns into, oh, oh no, I, I've got confidence in Chip Kelly. No, you don't. No, you don't. Otherwise, you wouldn't have shown a lack of confidence in Chip Kelly. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, and it's bigger than the coach. I think they really didn't have confidence in you know, the system itself and all. Just the entire setup. The the entire setup. Yeah. Because it puts Chip Kelly in a tough situation. Like, they want to make sure it's taken care of the right way. And they should. They absolutely should want that. They have the right to. Yeah. But, man, think about from Chip Kelly's perspective. He's got to look at this like, guys, really? You're going to sign a document and send it to the school and you didn't even bring this to my attention? He's got a leg to stand on to say that. Yeah, of course. Man, so many layers to this thing. How about this? One other thing to mention. With all these LSU Hmm. positive results, it's expected to be somewhere in the teens where the actual positive test results are players contracting COVID-19. There are 30 total players that have been quarantined because some of the players that haven't tested positive, they've been around other people who have. So it's just a safety precaution. There is an athletic official that is saying, hey, one positive test could mean 12 to 15 players get quarantined. Play this out, big man. (laughs) Look at this. Like, What if the left guard contracts covid well, what are you going to do? Who are these 12 to 15 players that are being quarantined? <laughs> Probably a lot of the guys that are right next to them. The whole offensive line. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? Like, I think not just the, the COVID thing. I think the injury factor here, because play this out. If you start quarantining a lot of these starting players, it's going to turn into the backups go in there. And if there are injuries, you watch. It's going to be these guys, they're not ready. They're getting injured. This isn't fair. It isn't safe. It's It could be a complete disaster for the NCAA this coming season if it plays out like that. Yeah, it could be a complete disaster for sports. Oof. It really can, man. But, hey, we need some cheering up here. So we bring in Steve DeSager, a friend of America. He always makes us feel better. You take it away, Steve. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. No spectators or horse owners allowed today at Belmont Park in New York, but we had our first race of the three Triple Crown races. The Kentucky Derby was postponed to early September. The Preakness is scheduled for early October. New York today, this. The New York hero, Tesla and Manny Franco to win the Belmont Stakes. They took it 
by four lengths in the end. NBC with the call. This is the first Belmont winner bred in New York since 1882, and now the oldest trainer to win it. Barclay Tag is 82 years old. Tis the law. The favorite takes it. The horse that also won the Florida Derby. The Redskins will retire the number of Bobby Mitchell, a Hall of Famer and their first black player. He was a wide receiver who wore number 49. He passed away in April. Former Dolphins running back Jim Kick has died at the age of 73. He had been battling dementia at an assisted living facility. The NFL Players Union has advised its members to stop working out together. The union's medical director advises against any voluntary joint practices before training camps start. The Bucks confirmed that people at their facility have tested positive for COVID-19. No number or details given, but ESPN says about 10 teams have reported cases. Webb Simpson is in a four-way tie for the golf lead at Hilton Head, South Carolina. They're each up by one stroke. England's Terrell Hatton is also tied. He's in that group. After shooting 63, one of six players to shoot 63 today. Last week, going into the final round, 14 golfers were separated by only three shots. This week, 21 players are separated by only three shots. Fox TV will have tomorrow's NASCAR 500 at Talladega, 3 p.m. Eastern time. The Xfinity race was today on FS1. Justin Haley took it. Finally, to the NBA, Sham Sharania of the Athletics says the Clippers and Joe Kim Noah have agreed that he'll sign for the rest of the season with them. The deal will be next week because the current 10-day contracts, including Noah's, expire June 23rd. The new dates from the league are out. The transaction window for all the teams, June 23rd, for about a week, and the teams can conduct those rest-of-the-season contracts or two-way contracts or waivers all during that window. Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN, says the NBA will allow up to 10 coaches inside facilities starting on Tuesday as NBA players return for the ramp-up. Teams can have four players late June at the facility, eight players at their facility early July, and from there, teams will leave to Orlando and the complex that everyone will share. And the league has firmed up a schedule for what will be a hectic October, of course, the NBA Finals may last as long as October 13th. Three days later will be the NBA Draft, and two days after that will be the start of free agency. The early entry withdrawal date for the NBA Draft will be 10 days prior in early October. Back to Brian No and Ephraim Salam. Thanks, Steve. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You know what's interesting, big man, is we hear the uh, the end date for the NBA Finals, right? Game 7 supposed to be right around mid-October. Do you think if it's, we get to the Finals, right? And it's been relatively smooth to that point. There haven't been a ton of coronavirus cases. But let's say we get to the Finals and all of a sudden, boom. One of the two teams, they've got three or four guys out including one of their star players. Do you think the NBA, if that's the scenario, will say, hey, we got a deadline to hit. Let's just play this thing on out. Or do you think they would wait, have those guys quarantine, delay it, delay it a little bit, and then play the finals? What do you think they would do or uh, should do? I think they should want to delay it, but I don't think they could. Yeah. I think. I once- would delay it. I think you got it, but I, I don't, don't think, you think can, they though. would. I don't think you can. <laughs> Personally, I don't think you can. Like, these are all televised games. So, mm-hmm. scheduling is everything. Right? So, <sighs> I, I just don't I don't know how you can do that. Yeah. I mean, hey, you still got the bubble. You could push it back a little bit. I think it's the lesser of two evils. 
than to just say, hey, you know what? We're going to treat it like it's an injury. Let's play this thing on out. Well, there are a lot of injuries you can't recover from in 10 to 14 days. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Clay Thompson just got cleared after tearing his ACL against the Raptors in the finals last year. I mean, you can't get right in 14 days with a torn ACL. You can potentially get right if if you've contracted COVID-19. So I would, I would delay. I wouldn't be in this rush to say, well, hey, the next season's starting. I'm not speeding up the most important part of the NBA season just so the next season can start on time. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, I, I get it. But logistic-wise, I just think once it starts, they got to just keep that thing going, just no matter who's out there. Through. Yeah. Hey, they might knock on wood, it doesn't come to that. But uh, I think you're right. <laughs> and I think that's the wrong approach, but I think right. that's I what mean, the NBA would do. Yeah, it, at that point, games have been played. People are watching. You just got to roll it out, man. But think about this, too. Let's put your Lakers in the finals. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're all excited. Let's just say it's Bucks Lakers. NBA Finals. Here we go, baby. Couple of players of the Lakers, they contract COVID nineteen. Dang, why In- got to be us? I'm just saying, I'm, <sighs> I'm testing you on this one. Including LeBron. Oh, come on. Okay, LeBron's out, Danny Green's out, Kuzma's out. These are big time losses. Okay. Who's fired up to watch the finals then? You know, are you going out of your way to watch the finals knowing that Giannis and the Bucks are just going to steamroll your B team? I'm watching. <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm watching. You're watching and yelling at the TV, why don't they delay this? You know? I'm watching. You're still watching. Okay. You're a, you're a diehard fan over there, E from Salam. Okay, um... I want to get your thoughts on this. A couple of safeties in the news. Rodney Harrison, former NFL safety, and Jamal Adams. I'm going to start with Rodney Harrison here, okay? He said this about Belichick and the Patriots. They're motivated to prove the team can win without Brady. He's 100% right. You hear these people, Ephraim, that are like, they're going to tank the season. No, they're not. No. No, they're not. They're not programmed like that at all. (laughs) And actually, they're... They're too good to tank. The defense is good enough. They're not going to intentionally try to miss tackles. And and also, what if Jared Stidham is relatively good? You know, let's not forget, that was a 12-win team last year. I don't expect them to be world beaters this year. But, hey, Big Ben was good his rookie year. Dak Prescott was good his rookie year. What if Jared Stidham is decent? They can win a lot of games. They're not tanking at all this year. No, I don't, I don't think the Patriots are going to be tanking. Um, I think Belichick himself wants to not only win the division, make the playoffs, yeah, and make a run at the Super Bowl without Tom Brady. <laughs> he, that's his mindset. His mindset 1, isn't, hey, maybe we could go two and fourteen and get Trevor Lawrence. No, He's not thinking that no. at all. Not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. And the other safety, Jamal Adams. He's asked for a trade from the Jets. How about his wish list? You see this, big man? On his wish list, seven teams. Stud safety, Jamal Adams of the Jets. He's sick and tired of losing. On his wish list, he's got the Ravens, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, Eagles, Seahawks, 49ers. Common theme, 
most of those teams were fantastic last year. <laughs> Outside of the Cowboys who, what, what they were 8-8. Eight and eight. They didn't have a terrible season. I think it just it shows you how decrepit the Jets are. Yeah, that his wish list is every good team. Every NFL, other, practically. D- right? <laughs> yeah. Outside of what, the uh, Packers and Saints? That's what I would wonder. Why aren't the Packers and Saints on this list? You just look at the depth chart and say they're set at safety? I don't know. Might be too cold in Green Bay. Maybe. I don't know what the, the reason is for the uh, Saints. But there you go. There's Jamal Adams. How about the dumpster fire that is the Jets? They finally get a good player, and they're like, yeah, but we really don't want to pay the Jets, man. (laughs) That's how it works. You hit on a draft pick, you pay the guy. Right? That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's usually how it's supposed to go, right? Yeah. That's the normal, you know, flow of things, if you will. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. Which quarterback has the most at stake this coming year? We'll compare notes. I'm Brian No, he's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He's E from Salam. Here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Top of the hour, Arnie Spanier and Aaron Torres. Keep it locked right here. You know what's funny, Ephraim? I just sometimes I don't put two and two together. But we've been talking about all of these positive coronavirus test results, these college football teams, LSU, Clemson, Texas, Kansas State, on and on. And if you, if you circle back to the criticism of the NBA bubble, there are some that are like, oh, this bubble, this is a bad idea. You're, you know, you're taking these players and you're, you're putting them in this bubble here and you're isolating them and all of a sudden after these Positive test results from LSU, Clemson, Texas, and beyond. It doesn't look that bad anymore. It's been a Corona fest outside of the bubble. I think the bubble is essential at this stage. Yeah, man. Um, The way these states have been opening up and stuff like that, it was crazy to me. Because the assumption was it was just going away. Uh Uh-huh. It doesn't work like that. No. Oh, we made it. We were locked away for three months. It's time to. Get back to regular life or death. Or <laughs> yeah. Or death. Yeah. And yeah. that's the way my family's looking at it. People who are close to me are looking at it. When I drive by, even now, down Ventura, and I see people sitting outside, no mask, I, I just, I don't, you know, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Do you spray Lysol on them? Um, no, I stay away from them. Yeah. That's the thing about this, right? So it's not me. Like I, I know I'm taking care of myself. It's like, I'm looking at Lee, right? I don't know what Lee is doing when he leaves here. (laughs) So therefore I can't come in contact with Lee. Yeah. Cause Lee could be reckless. Whether he is or not, I don't know. That's the point. Like, Lee could be like, I'm just like you, even my, but I don't know that. Right. Don, I love you. I love to give you a dap, a pound, whatever. Can't do it, bro. Can't do That's, it. It's hard not doing that. Can't you do it. You know what I mean? It's just a natural thing for me. I don't know how you normally roll, Ephraim, 
But when I'm around someone, you know, I I hug them, I, I fist bump them. There's something going on there, and it feels so awkward not to do something like that. I'm cool. It don't feel awkward to me. <laughs> Thumbs up, fist up, salute from afar. Keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, so I saw this, Ephraim. Pro Football Focus. Man, you talk about disrespectful. They project that Joe Burrow will have a better season than Baker Mayfield. Now, the reason I say that's disrespectful is because we're not having an off season at all. Joe Burrow is a rookie quarterback. So I find that to be far-fetched. I'm not the biggest Baker Baker Mayfield believer, but I just think the logistics of this offseason, I, I can't see Joe Burrow having a better year. Can you? No. I mean, this is what, uh, Baker's third year in the league? Yeah, with great weapons around him, too. Yeah, and not having that off not having that off season. I'm telling you, that's gonna be a big, 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 big thing. Yeah. Big thing. But it leads to this. If we're looking at the quarterbacks in this upcoming season, knock on wood, there is one. Let's just act like there is, okay? Who are the quarterbacks that have the most at stake this year? If you start looking around the league, I whittled it down to two guys, Ephraim, and hey, man, you can throw in your two cents, go in a different direction, all good. But I whittled it down to these two guys. Dwayne Haskins, Washington Redskins quarterback, Baker Mayfield, Browns quarterback. I'm open to suggestions outside of those two. But I think those guys are at the top of the list because if Baker Mayfield doesn't have a good year, I mean, you got to replace this guy. It's been three years. He's got legitimate weapons all around him. It's the next, the second year that he's underperformed. I mean, he's, he could be a backup going forward. And I also think, especially for Dwayne Haskins, for a team that selected number two overall last year, mm-hmm. I'd put him at the top of the list. He's got no offseason. He's only started a handful of games. He doesn't have great weapons around him. And if the Redskins are at the top of the NFL draft or in the vicinity, You've got Trevor Lawrence. You've got Justin Fields from Ohio State. A lot of people are high on Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. He could be replaced. I'd put Dwayne Haskins top of the list, most at stake this year. What do you think about that? I'll say I got three guys. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Josh Allen. Okay, yeah. And... uh, and Jared Goff. Wow, Goff, huh? Yeah. With all that money they paid him? Yep. You ever heard you of buyer, gonna... you ever heard of buyer's remorse? <laughs> I have, but I've also heard of guaranteed money. I get it. It happens all the time. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying they move off of him, but I'm saying the people who have the most at stake. Number uh-huh. one, Aaron Rodgers. We know why, right? Right. They drafted his heir apparent. And the writing's on the wall when that happens. But even the- if the writing's on the wall, he could actually upgrade. Yeah. There'd be teams clamoring for Aaron Rodgers. You're right. But no great player wants that, right? Sure. Joe Montana didn't want it. Jerry Rice didn't want it. Hell, Brett Favre didn't want it. Mm-hmm. But it happens. But if they make a deep run in the playoffs... 
right? Yeah. Win a Super Bowl, you shelf all that. So got a lot to lose, a lot, lot to play for. Okay. Josh Allen, right? <laughs> the, yeah. The success of the Bills. Got to win a division. It's oh, wide it's, open. It's there for the taking. It's there for the taking. Yeah. Right? You got to be that. If you're going to be that guy, he had too much inconsistency last year. Yeah. He's got to take that step. This is the perfect opportunity for him to take that step. He doesn't take the step. People are going to look at him differently now. Right. And they picked up Stephon Diggs. Right? right? Think about that. Right? Yeah. That's where my mind is going. And then, and then you got Jared Goff. Who is Jared Goff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who He's is he? He's a guy that needs a very good offensive line because he was dreadful under pressure last right? year. He was the worst in the NFL. So we've seen the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows in forced short years. Don't count the first one, so let's say three years. All right? And we, I, I just need more. Like 22 and 16 last year, yeah. that's not going to get it done. So is no. he the 32 and 12 guy, 32 TDs, 12 interceptions, or he's the 22 and 16 guy? Yeah. Pick one. I think there's a couple of different compartments. There's, hey, legacy, how much is on the line, mm-hmm. right? Uh, starting opportunity, how much is on the line? Cash, how much is on the line? I look at that second contract. They're not backing up the Brinks truck if Baker Mayfield stinks it up. True. You know, same thing with Haskins. Hey, big man, it was fun, man. Good to be back, baby. Absolutely. We'll see you, everybody. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.